When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog This is Nicole's Gazing Night of Me She's watched the show like a lot of times Who is gonna be chief of surgery? Shonda Rhimes wrote the show and it is really, really good. Meredith Gray. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I am Nicole and this is a podcast about Grey's Anatomy. This episode was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life, to be honest. Uh, one of my very best friends in the whole damn world, Rachel Winitsky, is here. Rachel is truly so fucking funny so nice she's such a good friend i love her so much she just left the room and i'm very sad i miss her she is a comedian she's a writer she's an incredible singer she makes these videos on twitter that go viral to be honest including one that she made like kind of inspired by izzy being like i grew up pretty and it was hard and krista vernoff gray's showrunner was like this is perfect so if there's anyone more qualified to be on this pod show them to me. Um, This podcast episode is all about like those medical cases that make you go, ah, and you think about them like every day or all the time and you can't get them out of your mind. And some of the cases that we talk about are ones that you guys tweeted at me at and Silverberg, which is great. You guys also tweet some other stuff to me too, uh, such as I would love if you'd talk about the physical changes to the hospital slash production design. It's light and airy to a bizarre degree right now. And I feel like there's a lot of background, a lack of background noise. It just seems off. Sam Brandman, perfect observation. Yes. the It's so weird that the hospital doesn't have that like um, archway, like walkway thing anymore. And I miss it because it's a very like iconic Seattle Grace slash Seattle Grace Mercy West slash Graceland Memorial Hospital area. And I do agree that there's lack of background noise. And you also don't have very many scenes by like nurses stations and stuff anymore where there are like a lot of people around. It's just like the two people who are in the scene looking at iPads. Not not trying to criticize, just I'm agreeing. It's very true. Um, a lot of physical changes to the hospital. But I've also talked about before how it's so funny how there's a they redo the lobby and there's just a plot where Bailey like checks on in on the construction. It's like looking good. Okay. Last one is, are you feeling any kind of redemption from these lackluster plot lines of the past few seasons based on the most recent episode, which at the time of recording the most recent episode was not this past episode, but the episode before it was the one where Joe like finally told Meredith what's wrong. Do you feel Owen's self revelations are solely preparing the viewers for his death? 
I am feeling like I like these plot lines and they're really good, but I do not feel like they are prepping us for Owen's death. I feel like they are prepping us for Owen and Teddy to get back together and me no like that. I famously love Teddy and Karasik. I loved Teddy and Henry. I just, I don't like Teddy and Owen. I don't really like Owen with anybody. And I think that if this is like Owen and then he's going to get together with Teddy and he dies, that really sucks for Teddy. If Owen is just like around and then dies, I guess that's, that's fine. But yeah, I kind of feel like the way that they're going is they're bringing him to be with Teddy, which sucks. Okay. Those are the two, two thoughts from people on the Twitter and you can always tweet other things at me at unsilverberg about grays then if they fit into the episode we'll talk about them in the episode and if they don't maybe i'll talk about them up top i don't know we're trying something if you like gray's anatomy and you like this podcast about gray's anatomy and you'd like to say so to me you can always subscribe rate review i really appreciate it without further ado let's just get into the real episode okay let's do it <laughs> I am so pumped to be here today with one of my very best friends in the world, but she's also an incredible comedian, writer. She's one half of my absolute favorite act in the city, Friends Who Folk, which is a comedy folk band. She's the head writer for the Story Pirates podcast. She is, well, she's Rachel Winitsky. <laughs> that was a really nice intro <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i had a dream last night that her, <laughs> that her husband got eaten by an orca right in front of us which is true but didn't really feel relevant what if you had told me that today when i got here and i was like nicole david was eaten by an orca this morning but i had still come to do the podcast that would have been so brave of you very on brand honestly for what we're about to talk about that's true because today we are talking about like I, the way that I put it in my notes are medical cases that make you go, ah, <laughs> but it's like the medical cases that you just can't stop thinking about, usually because they're too like upsetting or gross in some physical way, but sometimes it, it's emotional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David got eaten by an orca in my dream in one bite. So it was so, <laughs> so much less of a medical issue. And like he was gone. In my dream, we were at like a museum and there um and there was this really like small orca and people were like <laughs> was you know, it an aquarium or a museum where there was a live orca it was not an aquarium it was a museum <laughs> okay. but this was like a big tank with water and an orca in it Got and it. it had like a little like glass bulb that you could like put that like kind of was indented like you could put your hand and it was like technically in the water but it was in it was in the air and it was like isn't it so fun because you know orcas uh, can eat people, which, you know, Branson informed me when I woke up that uh, that orcas have only eaten people in captivity. They've never oh, done it in the wild, God. which was very helpful. <laughs> in any case, it was very cinematic. We were like, wow, that orca is so crazy. Um, it looks hungry, and but oh well. And then all of a sudden, this daddy orca the size of a ship descended and we were like there's another one and then we pressed a button that translated and you could hear what the orcas were saying but in english Whoa. and they were saying that's meat that's food <gasps> to us and then at some point it broke through the glass and ate david and again one bite wow 
that's he was very calm though yeah he, he would, wasn't i feel like that he would be he made some comment about the bugs that were in the orca's mouth mm-hmm. and then he got eaten in one bite that feels very correct i feel like if david got eaten by an orca i'd be like that sucks that you got eaten by an orca and he'd be like it's okay this is just like uh, you know one thing that's happening and there's like a lot of other <laughs> things happening and like we need to kind of look at the big picture here. That's so true. And I'd be like, your life is ruined. And then he'd be like, we can just like plan a vacation <laughs> and it'll like make me feel better about having been eaten by an orca. That's so true. David's such a he's good very person. Positive. He's positive. positive. He's a very good person. If I got eaten by an orca, I'd be a total bitch about it. Oh my God. I'd be such a fucking bitch. <laughs> I'd be like, can you believe I got eaten by a fucking orca? For months, I'd be bringing it up. I'd be oh like, I know we've talked about this like a hundred times, but I got fucking eaten by an orca. Yeah, I'd be in like, one damn bite. Have I told <laughs> be like, wait, did I tell you yet that I got eaten by an orca? <laughs> in wait. one damn bite? <laughs> my Every friends would be like, yes, you told me. <laughs> I would keep using it as like a jumping off point for other stories. So like, <laughs> so like two months ago, um, like right after the orca thing. I told everyone about that here, right? Everyone knows just for context, I did get eaten by an orca in one damn bite. In one damn bite. Ugh, oh my God. I hope we don't get eaten by orcas. Oh my God, me either. I, I feel like we've tempted the fates a little bit. I, well, I did te- I did text David this morning to be like, I had this dream and I was like, if you were planning on going to an exhibit with an orca today, like I don't want to tell you not to go, but just be careful in case this is an omen. And he said he wasn't going today, which made me feel better. Wow. Thank God. Yeah. That's crazy. Can you believe he didn't tell me about the dream, though? I'm pretty shocked. That's so weird. You've told me a story in which once David called you from the bedroom when you were in the living room and said, I miss you, which is a great story and very sweet. But that's like the type of person who would be like one of your best friends texted me this morning and she had a dream. I got eaten. I know. I'm like, what? When? I'm going to make this a big deal. I'm going to go home tonight and be like, when are you going to tell me? And he's like, what? Like, you don't think I know? What, you think I'm dumb? You think I'm dumb? You You think think I'm dumb? You think I'm dumb or something? Because I'm not. And I know. I know. Uh, The whole pod could be about that. But instead, I'll do a gentle and natural pivot. Okay. To asking you what your grace journey is. Well, well. (laughs) If you can believe. Wait, isn't it crazy, though, actually, that like literally two months ago, like I couldn't have been on this podcast. Yeah. Well, that's what makes you brave and strong. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Honestly. Okay. I feel like my well, my true grace journey began in college. Yeah. When I watched a lot of episodes sporadically, but it was before streaming. So it's actually so weird to think about that. Like. I didn't watch every episode every week and the show is like has enough like arcs and payoffs for people that watch every week that like I stopped watching because I was watching it so out of not out of order but like yeah yeah there there wasn't there was stuff in every episode that didn't totally make sense it's funny that like if streaming was around when we were in college like I probably would have gone back and watched every episode at the time it was just like I would miss enough episodes that I didn't keep watching yeah when I was in college Hulu had started but it only would show the last five episodes so yeah the very recent ones yeah so if you got like you couldn't like binge a whole season or something you would there's a there was a limit to that wait yeah like I don't know how I would have like because I started I guess in like 2000 
uh, when did I start college? Like 2008. Okay. That, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like what seasons that was. So what se- that was like, like three, four, third yeah. or four season. I feel like, I feel like the first episodes I saw were the ones where Lexi had like was just starting. Oh yeah. And I was like, who's, cause that makes sense. Right. Yeah, just, definitely. I was like, who's this bitch? <laughs> and then I, there was just, I don't know how I would have like gone back and caught up. Right. And then, like, a couple years ago, I was like, okay, I'm probably never going to watch Grey's because there are so many seasons now, and I've I've, I've missed my chance. And so I went on Wikipedia and, like, looked up all of the spoilers. I do that. For some reason. Because I, I don't <laughs> know why. I, was, I've, I haven't done that with another show, though. I was just like, I'm dying to know what happened. You, so, and you, though, watch other Shonda shows. You watched all Scandal. Yes. And you watched How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, and I also watched, like, For the People. Like, God, God I bless. I know, I really I think am, it just got canceled, right? It did, it did. Mm. I, I thought it was pretty good, but <clears throat> they, like, they couldn't, like, get past the procedural elements. And, like, I love a procedural, but it was, like, they couldn't find, I feel like they couldn't find character arcs that, like, sustained the show or something. Right. Like, Scandal was able to... They balanced it really well for a while until it just became absolutely nuts, absolutely <laughs> so cuckoo bongo. But yeah, I'm like such a loyal Shonda listener, so it was actually very strange that I hadn't watched Grey's. All this to say, a couple months ago, something suddenly, like I suddenly was like, I have to just watch a show that has so many seasons that it feels never ending. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching it, and then David. Um, R.I.P. who lives inside of an orca now was in L.A. for a month and I just had so much um, free time. Yeah. And so I watched like the first five seasons in like a month. Yeah. That's that's really I actually think that's very normal because the first season is super short and, you know, there are a lot of hours in the day. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. You can watch you can watch so much television if you're just committed to watching it 24 hours a day. <laughs> um, okay, so you started a couple months ago. You're now on season eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're yeah, in eight. eight. What just happened in the um, most recent ep you watched? Okay, so they they had to stop doing their uh, trial, their Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's trial. trial, because Meredith... <sighs> tried to f- help Adele. Who and I feel like I she? could talk about Adele for also. Like I could also just talk about Adele for two hours. Um, pro or con? I'm like pro that actress, but like con the character. And I'm I always feel bad for because I feel like she's in a different show. Yeah. Everyone else is like in a drama, and then Adele comes in. And she's like, "Hello, everybody! <laughs> like Adele's here. I don't know like where this character lives." Richard. Yeah, it's like fully a different. She's like in the Golden Girls. It's like a totally different show. Yeah, it's also just a different like era of acting. It really is. It's and like lo- not and super I love grounded. It. It's yeah, but it's also like like when she fainted in the bathroom. That was the most in character thing. Yes. I was like, yeah, she should be fainting in a bathroom every episode. Exactly. Any moment she's upright and scolding someone feels. <laughs> And there's like no chemistry between her and Richard. Like it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's really, it's, it truly is like that actor had been on the show and then they like randomly like rush cast his wife and they were like, this is your wife now. And then accidentally (laughs) she was in a lot of episodes. (laughs) And 
and and this is why I say though that I'm like pro the actress because I feel like she's like doing the best she can. It's yes. just like there's not it's not gelling. I yeah I don't. I think that you can like justify that the marriage doesn't feel good because there's so much like betrayal and and weirdness. Right. Because the marriage is like uh, is not is a, a healthy marriage. It is a mess, but it's also there. You don't get the like. You're like, what did these people ever? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, of course he was cheating, and like she should have as well. Like it. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I don't know. I obviously am only on season eight, but I assume that Adele is becomes uh, becomes a series regular and the show kind of starts to revolve around her more in later <laughs> seasons. So I'm kind of like just bracing myself for that. Um, yeah, I know that like season the current season that's airing Adele is like the main character yeah. and it's kind of like become about her and it's her, kind of like, like Adele's anatomy. Yeah. yeah, it's they're kind of priming her to like take over for Ellen Pompeo yeah because she um, like becomes a doctor and all that right. <laughs> is that a spoiler yeah she like she goes to night medical school <laughs> gets like gets a a PhD like I'm really excited for that Did, I think you've seen the episode where like she's kicked him out of the house oh uh, yeah and she he like comes over and she's in this like silk robe yes, yes, yes. and, and she's, she's like, like Richard, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> he's like is there a man in my house and she's like well yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's that whole the, sequence too of like him living out in like a trail in a trailer, in Derek's trailer yeah. and like be trying to become his girlfriend is like very funny to me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm too getting too close to the chief. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was I even saying? You oh, were saying that where you were. Oh yeah. I think, I think it's like, uh, Owen. Oh, okay. He took the fall for Meredith. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking Baradith. Oh, because of the dumb we thing we wrote, wrote. a dumb Shonda th- sketch that had a character named Baradith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, we are extremely smart people. And we did write we did write a sketch that was like a fake interview with a Shonda-like person. And we did we did like cuts to clips of her shows called like Beach Court and what was and the, Sex Government. And Sex Government. And in Sex Government... <laughs> A character named Baradith. Baradith. Yeah. Oh and she God. gives a really impassioned speech about how she, how she has a diaper full of doo-doo because yeah. she just did a filibuster. Because she just did a filibuster. Yeah. And she, they start making out and she goes, careful, my shit's in my there. My shit's in there. Yeah. We're smart. An amazing and we're good. piece of dialogue. Yeah. And, and we, we both deserve a lot of awards. A lot of Emmys, yeah. But I truly think Meredith, every time I say Meredith, and I think, I say Meredith, and then I think, oh, wait, is it Meredith? Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> but anyway, Meredith, he takes the ball for Meredith, and then she, she and Derek are fighting, and I texted you last night, I don't buy that at all. What part of it don't you buy? Do you not buy that Derek is that mad about her switching the placebo or just the fight in general just feels? I just feel like once he realized that it was for Adele, he it should have been like one episode, like two at max for him to be like, okay. And I just, it's so funny because right after I texted you, he has like a monologue where he's like, you are an impassioned person and you act rashly and that's what I love about you. And she's like, but that's also what you hate about me. And he's like, yes. And like that sort of solves it. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like she did the thing that like anybody would. The problem is that like we're all on her side. Yeah. And so I'm like, what's wrong with you? 
Yeah. Like he's known Adele forever. Like I feel like I feel like he would forgive her at this point. Yeah, no, that is, I remember that being a longer plot than I had anticipated. Yeah, why is he still so mad? He's being a bitch baby, <laughs> to, as To borrow say. a phrase. <laughs> um, you know what's, <clears throat> what's very interesting, though, is there is some, there is some permanent fallout from this, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I don't know whether I should say it. Basically, like, Meredith is not allowed to go into neuro. Right. Right. Because that's what that's that is the exact episode I was on where she was like, okay, how about like we are fine when we are together outside of work. It's working together. That's an issue. So I just won't do neuro. Yeah. And I have to give up neuro. Yeah. And part of me wondered if maybe that had been like uh, reverse engineered a little bit of like they wanted her to go into a different specialty. They didn't want her to do exactly the same thing that. Derek was doing so they kind of like they went backwards they went backwards that makes sense but I I don't know I mean it I I think that there had to be some logical end to the trial that wasn't they solve Alzheimer's they like they couldn't have cured Alzheimer's but at the same time they could have like done some a little right or it could have just been about like a failed trial right that they have to give up and it sucks because like that's usually what happens or like of course I don't know I just think he's being a little bit of a baby but I do think like with a long-running show I can't imagine like you're you have all these like chess pieces and you're like okay Meredith can't just like keep working with her husband like yeah we have to have her around other characters and how do we do that Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I, I I could see that have just been them being like this is a good interesting like wrench to throw in their marriage or relationship. And I could also see them be like, we need to just get her out of neuro because she needs to do something different. Who's um, heading up cardio right now? Teddy? Teddy. Do you like Teddy? I do like Teddy. I love Teddy. She's great. I love Teddy. I love Arizona. Yeah. Arizona is an all-time fave for me. It's actually amazing how that show is able to like fully, it's like the ship of Theseus. Isn't that what it's called? Where it's like, none of the is it the is it the same ship if like every part has slowly been replaced with a new piece <laughs> right and it's like i was thinking the other day about how like now cuz i'm watching it so fast i was like oh like a month ago it was a completely different cast right and now it's different and it's still like i still care about all the characters there are multiple um phases of introduction of like new characters and not all of them are equally successful i think by far the most successful introductions are the ones from season five which are like owen Mm -hmm. arizona april april yeah yeah and and all the mercy west jackson um like that that phase around five six Mm -hmm. those are definitely those are definitely the most successful uh there are a couple that don't take. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, it's, Owen like is a total rando. Yes. Still. And I can't believe that after putting so much time into that show, Sandra O oh had to do all of her scenes with literally a rando. But you know what? She like is fucking obsessed with him. It's crazy. She Although, says that he's like the best scene partner she's ever had. <sighs> Doesn't that suck? <laughs> Doesn't that suck that she was like. I like he's so amazing to act with you can actually tell that though I feel like all of their scenes together are like feel like I'm back at like Tisch School of the Arts watching like two people do a scene from this is our youth (laughs) like 
I'm like, like oh, this is all my are, songs. Yeah, like I'm like you're doing a lot of scene work and yes. it's fun for you in a good way, like where they're acting. All the scenes in the in that weird boiler room that has yeah. like a wind. <laughs> it has a really strong breeze. Yeah, it. I love how it's never explained like what the wind is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big fan. Yeah, well, it's a hospital, so I always imagine it's where they're funneling all the farts <laughs> from the whole hospital. Yeah, well, it's gotta go somewhere. They have to. They got power of the hospital. Yeah, people don't realize that like they have catheters for pee, but they also have um, catheters for farts. Yeah, those tubes are bigger <laughs> and much stronger. They're really strong, <laughs> but then they have to put the farts somewhere. Yeah. And so it's that room, actually. It's a pretty stinky room, but <laughs> also very romantic. <laughs> oh, God. I want to go watch those scenes again and just imagine that there's like farts swirling around them. Yeah. Is this fun? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Is this you- a fun like um, topic? <laughs> <laughs> the imaginary fart basement of <laughs> Seattle Grace. <laughs> oh, my God. I do feel like he's a rando, though. I don't know. I feel like they just introduced him in a way where I... Sometimes I feel like characters get introduced in a way where you're like just taken by surprise when like suddenly they're permanent characters yes. and he was one of them. Well, what I think is kind of like I like in retrospect but did not read well was that it's like he comes, he staples his own leg, mm-hmm. he pulls an icicle out of Christina, he eats her face. Yes. And then he <laughs> goes back to war and he comes back and he like pretends to like not know Christina and she's like, that's fucking weird. You ate my face. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. And then he's mm-hmm. like, well, I was different then. I, you know, have, I, lo- I lost all of my people. Right. And like, don't get me wrong. I like that that's like his arc, but it's not, he's not that different. It's not like right. when we saw him stapling his leg that we were like, now that's a guy who's easy to talk to. Right. That's, that's a an softie. emotionally open man. Yeah. yeah. Like. That's so, a big old softy. Hope war doesn't ruin him. <laughs> <laughs> it is so interesting. I'm like so curious to like what what like people with who like know actually actually know about like PTSD think of that art. Right. I I don't know. They're they biff on some mental health things on the they show. Do. I mean, they biff on a lot of stuff. Well, I remember you were like, okay, I've seen an episode that has a health thing that I have. Oh, and it's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, the BRCA episode. Because I was like, because like I have I have the BRCA mutation and the and BRCA2 is like you have like an 85% chance of getting breast cancer. So and BRCA1, I think, which is what the character had is even worse where you have like over a night, like low 90s, I think, percent chance of getting breast cancer and a, a much higher risk of ovarian cancer. So a lot of women get like prophylactic mastectomies and they get their ovaries out. Um, and like the whole episode was just about like that woman's husband being so mad that she was getting her titties removed. Right. And that was it was like Addison and Derek's right. friends. And then like they be- I think what bothered me was that they like forced Derek to take the side of the husband. And I was like, you're a doctor like you would never take his side right like you would totally recognize like like even like my doctors have been like yeah like have like I just went and I just turned 30 and I just went to the to Sloan Kettering to for, the titty just doctor. check out to the titty doctor to have my titty squeezed and like even they were like do you want have you thought about doing preventative mastectomies and then they're like 
they recommend like when you have kids to immediately get your ovaries and everything out. And it was like any doctor would believe that. And right. so for Derek to be like. But you don't have titties in your brain. I know it's true. <laughs> but it's so great. Like I know they have like medical consultants. They and have Zoanne Clark. Zoanne? Yeah, Zoanne Clark. That's a Clack. great name. Yeah, Zoanne Clark is a medical doctor and a writer on the show. That's cool as hell. But yeah. then when they biff stuff like that, I'm like, how'd that happen? Yeah. No, there's, they're like, they whiff a couple stuff. They whiff, they whiff and they biff from time to time. They're, sometimes they whiff and they biff. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it it's, but and usually when they do it, it's because of something like weird like that. Like we need this to be an analogy for Addison and right. Derek's marriage. So the only way that it works is like, if she Derek, sides with the wife, he sides with the husband, like right. it's a rift in there. Yeah, it's very, but then you're, but then if you know anything about the medical components, you're like even more aware of how forced the narrative stuff is. One thing that is, so, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't have like a ton of like surgical related health issues, except for the fact that I got my gallbladder out mm. and there's a, there's an episode where like. Weber is trying to convince Bailey to stay at the hospital. And so he gets that Da Vinci like medical, like the, the surgery robot. Oh yeah. To, you've seen that. I think the doll. No, oh, it's wait, like, a, it's really like a surgery early. robot. Oh, okay. Maybe you haven't, Maybe seen, haven't it seen it yet. This is not a big I thing. I Wikipedia it all. Anyway. <laughs> that's true. She has like, um, she has like offers for fellowships or something like mm -hmm. that. And Weber is trying to convince her to stay. And so he pulls this kind of like dirty move of like, it, I mean, in her estimation, a dirty move where he drops a ton of money on this massive surgery robot yes, to like teach the, to help. Yes. I remember this. And she says something where like, but you could use this to do a gallbladder remover th removal through a single incision. I was like, wait, I had that surgery. <laughs> That's, that's, That's so crazy. Weird. Yeah. You're like, oh, and I've experienced that. And then you're like, oh, they actually are like some of this, is really based in truth. I Google ev like anytime there's like a penis fish. A yeah, like I googled penis fish. I googled the tree in the lung. Yes. I googled the like really long fingernail guy. Wart hands. Wart hands. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> not fingernail guy. Wart hands. <laughs> <laughs> Anything weird, and it's usually like, oh, there's been one case of this yes. ever, and then it's very funny that to imagine that they're like all happening at this. One this one hospital. hospital but I guess that's all every TV show is yeah <laughs> um okay I'm trying to think of other things that that I wanted to ask you about your experience of watching yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. yeah are there anyone is there anyone who you don't like I mean Owen's a rando but Owen is a rando is there anyone you're <laughs> done with I mean out with the trash it's so funny because because the show is just has so many seasons like I feel like every character there's been a moment like Karev, I sometimes think is like the most atrocious person in the world. But then I have other moments where I'm like, oh, is he like actually the best character ever on television? Because he's so complicated. Yeah, I I really love Karev. And his relationship with Arizona is one of my yeah. favorites on the show. And I liked his relationship with Addison, too. Yes, and yes, that yes. was like such a huge turning point for his character, too. That was so exciting. I love I miss Addison. Yeah, I just love Kate Walsh so much. Me, too. She's incredible. I think I'm probably going to start watching private practice at some point. I let me know when you start, because I'll, I'll meet back up with you when I left off, okay. because I I would do want to watch the rest of it but i did end at like a truly psychotic plot point where <laughs> no one no jury could convict me for making the choice to leave yeah i i feel like i want to say that i'm gonna like it just because i like her so much but 
Amy Brenneman's on it too. And I know, she's and amazing. I love her. Yeah. But I I don't know. And uh, I mean fucking Audra McDonald's on right. it. Right. <laughs> the cast is crazy. But I also like thought that I would like Angel because I love Buffy so much and then And look at you now. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I gave so you, up. You've been burned before by I've a show. I've been burned by a spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Do you so do you like Kepner and like the Mercy West people? I actually Kepner really has grown on me. I think it's because I find that actress to just be like so lovely. Sarah Drew. I like love her acting. I just like, I feel in the shooting episode, I thought she did like such a good job. She did do such a good job, but it is absolutely infuriating that she gets Derek shot. I know. I mean, she is a bitch. (laughs) She's so dumb in that episode. But her arc in season six where she's like kind of in love with like, thank you, Chief Shepard. Like all that stuff. is. Yeah. It's she's kind of annoying in that season, but I think in season eight that I'm on right now, she's like pretty. She's grown on me a lot. I like what they did with her character where everybody is like, yeah, she's annoying. Get over it. Yeah. Like how Meredith is like defending her to Lexi and stuff like, yeah, yeah, she's annoying. Like, that's just the thing about her. We all have our things. Yeah, I totally. Uh, uh, Season Seven is the season where they're getting off. Season eight is the season where they're getting offers for like different fellowships and stuff, right? Yes. There's an amazing scene where like, wait. So what's going on between um Kepner and uh Jesse Williams? Um, I can't believe I'm blanking. Uh, her uh, uh Avery J- Jackson Avery. What's going Not on? Not much. Well. They're kind of like flirty, but okay. I think he's sleeping with Lexi. That's right. And she just became chief. April just became chief resident. Lexi is mysteriously gone from a bunch of episodes. I assume because that actress was having another baby. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she has three kids and she's constantly pregnant on the show. Yeah. Everyone is constantly pregnant because doesn't Ellen Pabeo also have like two or three kids? She has three kids, but only uh, was pregnant with two. The three okay. she's a surrogate. Yeah, it's I, I'm pretty sure that came from a place really deep within and could be alive, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's true. Well, I had like looked up to see when uh Kyler Lee got pregnant because there's like that whole arc okay, where they're so like, is that she how can't you say her eating. first name? I've always assumed. I always assumed it was Shyler because I'm because I never looked. She lay. She lay. I actually have no idea. I Shilei assumed Lei. that it was she lay. She lay lay. I just always assumed it was she lay lay. <laughs> Someone on the podcast said Skylar. I feel like that can't be right. <laughs> I didn't even question Isn't it. Isn't C H Y L E R? That has to be Kyler. I Tyler. Tyler. Chi- Tyler. I said Shyler. That's very possible. Tyler Ch- or Shyler. Let's get her on the phone. <laughs> phone a friend. <laughs> phone a she. She lele. Um. Excuse me, Google. <laughs> Wait, Whoa. we have to find out. Yeah, no, we'll find out during the break. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but my que- my question is, oh, okay, yes, okay. So, the, so they're flirting. Yeah. Wait, do you not? Are there characters that you don't like? Yes. Who do you? Who do you? So not I like? actually don't like Kepner. I got it. I don't. I used to hate her. I don't hate her, but it's like not totally her fault. But just the stuff no. of like she gets fired. 
multiple times on the show. Yeah, and then they bring annoying. her back. They bring her back from a pig farm. They bring her back from all sorts of places. And like, that's kind of annoying to me. I think that the way that they like show her as a woman of faith is totally valid, but I feel like they just add that later. And that annoys yeah. me. Like the fact that she's a virgin at the beginning and that that's something that they make fun of her for that part was like totally fine. And then, and the fact that she was like, yeah, well, I'm like religious and I'm waiting for marriage. Like that's fine too. But there's a lot of plots later on where she's like as a woman of faith and it's like, it just feels yeah. convenient. Like it's a convenient story vehicle to right. have someone who's like a Christian. Well, and I feel like that actress is like pretty religious. Yes, and I so they so. must have been like, we have to give her more to do. Let's like tailor the character to the person. Yeah. But then like that's she's an actress. Like that's not what the character was. Right. I think that I think that character has changed too much over time for me to be like obsessed with her. Yeah, um, it's unclear also, like, on a show with so many characters, like, why they needed that character. Yeah, place. well, I, you know, I really would have liked for Reed uh, to stay. Yeah. And I also really liked Charles. Yeah, who, like, I did too. Of the Mercy Westers, uh, I liked both of them more than I liked yeah. uh, Kepner. But oh, I, wouldn't you love to know, like, what goes into these decisions, like, casting-wise and, like, actors avail and, like, focus groups, like, I'm like, how I know. does any of this happen? It's crazy. I'm I'm also actually not like a massive Jackson fan. I mm, yeah, I, I like him less and less over time. I yeah. I don't have any big problem with him, but I didn't really like Japril Jackson April yeah. as a pair. And I think that that's like the vehicle through which a lot of people were like obsessed with Jackson. Oh, interesting. I like him. I liked his mentor mentee relationship with Sloan. Yes. Um, and I like his friendship with, with Meredith. And I like all the stuff about his family. But the Averys as like a family become huge. Like his mom, played by Debbie Allen, oh. is like a series regular and has been now for several seasons. That's and so that's just crazy. like, it's a lot. It's I I love Debbie Allen and I love that, yeah. that character. But it's like to have her in like so many episodes, kind of a lot for me. The wave of characters who I don't like most are the next wave of interns you'll meet that have like uh, Camilla Luddington as Joe and oh yeah I know everybody yeah hates her. I don't I haven't met her yet. I don't hate her it's just <laughs> like she's someone who they just through pure staying power make a main character and right it's just like she doesn't go away she just is so she's there. here so she's here that is so interesting so yeah I mean I don't I there are more characters on now who I just like am ambivalent about and I'm like whatever than characters who I actively don't like but yeah I kind yeah. of like everybody I even like George yeah that was our big discussion with Branson last episode I I know that people like really don't like him and I he I mean he's like an annoying character but again I just like I like TR Knight like it's yes. hard for me to not like I you didn't, didn't like Izzy I didn't like Izzy yeah I was constantly like this bitch yeah I didn't like her do you like the part where she had her interns do like patient X on her own cancer? Oh my God. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That was cool. I like Izzy a lot and I feel like, like I feel like protective over her and I love her, but mm -hmm. she's definitely the character who I like have the least in common with of the original five. Like everything yeah. she did, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I know her whole vibe was like, Things have been hard for me, too, because I was too hot. <laughs> and also, like, the whole thing with her, like, fucking the dead ghost. Sure. 
the living ghost yeah is so crazy and that's not her fault but like what okay what was she doing in her bedroom i think masturbating i think is what we're supposed to believe she was like doing all the moves that you do during sex no i I think she was alone i do think she was doing that i think she was yeah it's crazy that um that's what every single person with a brain tumor does <laughs> I like know, medically that's, that's why it's such a tragic disease yeah I mean, like, cancer is so sad <laughs> but when you have brain cancer you have you have you to do sex you by yourself by mistake you can get hurt that way too you can break <laughs> you all can sorts bump. of bones you can bump and i <laughs> hate the big bump i hate the bump <laughs> i really liked um duquette though yeah jeffrey dean morgan jeffrey dean morgan mm-hmm. who does he look like he looks Javier just Bardem. like Javier Bardem. <laughs> he looks just like Javier Bardem. And I, when we love that. We do love that. It also is this thing where like when, whenever I see Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think, God, he's like such a famous guy and he's been in so many things. And then I realize like he actually really hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was in P.S. I love you. That's true. And he was a dead ghost. Yeah. Type guy. I like the episode where um, Baredith drowns and then is in like ghost hospital with kyle chandler and yeah. bonnie and and the dog doc yeah because i fucking love kyle chandler yeah i mean who doesn't i'm who among us i know i'm so mad what a huge mistake to die him. waste him yeah mm-hmm. waste him on a on the dead waste him on the dead <laughs> oh man okay we're gonna get into clips uh, in a second. First, we're going to take a break during which we are valiantly going to look up how to pronounce how to pronounce Shilele. Shilele's <laughs> name. <laughs> Hello, we are back and with a shocking revelation. Okay, the person who I've been calling Shiler Lay <laughs> for years. I just I never thought to check. I just was like, well, it's a fucked up name. That's not my fault. What what else am I supposed to call her? We just watched a video where she was interviewed and her name is Kyler Lee. I'm sure that most of the listeners like knew that. <laughs> but I'm owning up to the fact that you've heard me say Shiler Lay on other episodes. For the record, I was correct. But we did also just learn that it's pronounced Aline Pompeo. <laughs> <laughs> Aline Pompeo. Aline, Aline Pompeo. Yeah. <laughs> We were putting the emphasis on the total wrong syllable. Were you also saying Lee, not Lay? I was saying Lee. I was saying um, first and last name correctly. Wow. <laughs> Huge. Well, now Rachel hosts this podcast. That's that's how it goes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So each of us chose clips, moments that had like medical things, medical cases that we just like can't stop thinking about, um, which is funny because... When I said that I was doing this podcast and you hadn't yet started like watching it from the beginning. Yeah. Something that you said to me was I would really. Okay. I'm going to go on and I'm going to talk about how I think about (laughs) the episode with the pencil in the kid's eye every day. Truly. And do you think you really think about it every day? It occurs to me every time I see a pencil, which is not always every day because it's 2019. (laughs) But and our pencils are inside of our computers. That's so true. Yes, like I'm looking at that pencil right now and like it does it because I watched that episode probably like when it aired. Yeah. And it was one of the like 
episodes I watched live and it was so traumatizing. And I think about it every single time I see a pencil. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's watch <laughs> this clip. Let's watch the whole episode. So like what? <laughs> that asshat Sully and his stupid friends. Driver kept turning around telling them to shut up. I'm just drawing a logo and suddenly I'm upside down. And the pencil went like all the way in Danny's eye. Yeah, I can see that. Should I call his parents? Why don't you let us do that? Silly and those jerks should be in jail. You should be calling the police, not my parents. You just need to not think about those kids, okay? I'm gonna be out of high school soon. You never have to see him again. Yeah, I still gotta finish. Danny, you need to calm down, okay? Because when you raise your voice, when you get upset, your blood pressure shoots up and you can lose your eye. I need you to stay calm. Okay. I'll try. Yep. Listen, I really can't feel what it's you're doing. It's so gross. It's it's really grotesque for people who can't quite remember. Um, the pencil is lodged like above the eyeball, but under the lid. Yeah, like through the socket into the brain. Yes. And what's awful also about this episode is he doesn't live. He doesn't he, die. He's in a coma for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's terrible. You watch his brain swell, like puff out through the hole in his head, in his skull. <sighs> awful and it's because there's like a bus accident yeah where like the the bullies are like the bullies in high school are like distracting the bus driver yeah and he's just like drawing or something he's drawing a logo Ugh, those are tough episodes when like the character is like super awake through the episode and they're like talking to them and stuff and then and then dies Lauren Brickman and Caitlin Bitsagai came on and we talked about tragedies. And one way that Caitlin defined a tragedy was like, it's something that you watch on the show and it's like, it did not have to be that way. Like mm-hmm. th- they made a choice. It could have been a little, even a little bit better and they made a choice and it made it really hard. And one thing that I was, when I was pulling this clip, you know, his parents aren't there yet. Right. His and friend is there. His friend is there, but he, she lends him his phone to like, talked on the phone to his mom as he's going into surgery and the call drops oh he's like oh your stupid phone and he doesn't like say goodbye to them or i love you or anything like that and he just like goes into surgery and then he never wakes up i was like god that choice to just like yeah. have him be on the phone with his parent his mom and like no one's taking it super seriously or assuming that he's not going to make it and then he, the call drops and he's like whatever like that's such a tragic Ugh, thing i know it's so sad And it's also, like, the reason I wanted to talk about, like, crazy, big, like, prosthetics Mm -hmm. uh, injuries and stuff is, like, it it also is, like, so uh, hard to watch throughout the episode. Like, you as a viewer are forced to, like, look at a gross thing the whole episode, which is, like... At one point, they put a paper cup over it, and then they immediately take it off. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, and then, because then it's, like, doing something to you, and then... it just is so hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's really upsetting. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that was your first one. Yeah. Um. Okay, I chose... So I, I also put this out to uh, Twitter, and I said, yeah. you know, to listeners of the pod, are there medical cases that you just, like, can't stop thinking about? Got a lot of submissions, a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, repeated ones. One oh, that someone One that someone said... Me that I was like, oh yeah, that's 100% my list, is Seth Green's crowded. <gasps> oh my God, when it explodes. Yes. So for those of you who don't remember, this is season four. Seth Green has an exposed carotid artery on his neck and it's like this huge artery in a very, 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 very thin skin 
layer over it and you can see it like pulsing through. And basically the worst thing that could happen is that his carotid bursts. He, he blows his artery and he's talking to Lexi about like her relationship and he laughs and he laughs really hard and it bursts and it just spurts blood all Everywhere. over Lexi. And the scene that I chose is like, this is part of a two-parter and it's, and it's Lexi holding her hands over Lexi, I should say, um, played by Kyler Lee, by Kyler Lee, <laughs> holding her heads, her hands over uh, his neck. Ugh. But they both are like stuck there and he's lost a lot of blood and she's blood all over her. And they're trying to figure out how to get more help because they're in this room by themselves. And together. She, oh, that's right. She can't take her like hand off to call. Anyone. Yeah, she can't like do the call button or anything. Oh, it's gross. OK, here we go. Dr. Han, the chief needs you in the ambulance bay. We have a paramedic with cardiac tamponade. Alrighty then. Let's go, Stevens. Okay. Um Nick, can you uh, can you reach your call button? I think so. Oh, no, 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 that much. Okay, um uh just can can you reach your phone? Without moving so. very much? I think so. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, um dial <laughs> dial eight. Okay? Is that eight? Okay. Huh? Okay. Put it to my ear. Okay. Hello, nurse's station. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Dr. Gray. Um, yeah, Mr. Hanscom's carotid just blew. And c c can you page Dr. Sloan for me, please? Uh -huh. and, and also Dr. Yang. And I'm going to uh -huh. go ahead and call this a code blue. Uh, code yes. Code blue. Can you announce that, please? Yes, right away. Thank you. You can put it down. Code blue. That means I'm dead, right? I mean, that's what they call when people go like, flatline. And he does die. He dies too, right? Yes, he does. Ugh, that's and it's it's very similar where like the character is with you the whole episode. He's very funny. He's yeah. like joking about his exposed carotid artery, and then he fucking dies. There's a really good moment at the end of the episode where Lexi's like crying about it, and Christina like comes to talking to her. Lexi's like, this was our mistake. Like, we weren't prepared. The hospital killed him. Like, mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't have the right people and the right tools and the space at the right time to deal with it. And Christina's like, yeah. But we help more than we hurt here. Yeah, so wow. That's such an unsatisfying that's answer. That's crazy. Yeah. I love Seth Green also. I'm a huge Seth Green fan. Are you really? I do. I do love him. That's amazing. Because of Buffy. Of course. Did you watch Buffy? I never really did. Okay. Well, now that I'm watching Grace, you it's, should watch Buffy. I owe it to you. When I start my Buffy podcast. But I also need to watch um, Good Wife. Ugh, and I associate that with you must. as well. I know. I know. And Sam Reese got me into Good Wife, who is Grace super fan yeah, yeah i know gosh i love my friends <laughs> i love my tv I love my friends. friends um okay your next clip is also very popular from listeners oh really Bo boy in the cement yeah boy in the cement uh does he gosh. he lives he lives thank god okay so the clip that i chose is actually i, I think about boy in cement but i think of this particular moment in Grey's a lot which is the moment when they're all drinking water and slurping it and trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about i do yeah do you do you remember enough about the case to recap it for people who don't 
remember? I think, okay, so it was a boy who like sat in wet cement to like as a dare to like impress a bunch of boys, right? I think, yeah, I think it's like a group of people, but but particularly there's a girl who has a crush on. Yeah, and he's and she like, has a crush on him. Right, except like he assumes that she probably likes the more popular boys. Right. And so naturally he's like, to impress her, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in wet cement for hours. For hours. And then it it hardens around him. And then when they get him to the hospital, they're like, it's it's um sucking water out of your body and you're going to be dust soon. (laughs) Yep, that's actually a perfect recap. I did look this up. Yeah, (laughs) that's the The internet was like, absolutely not. This is not how this would happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's not helpful. I don't need to know that. Okay, uh, let me pull it up. The OR is booked and standing by. Dr. Bailey, what is it? Something. Something. We're missing. We're forgetting something. Gangrene, compartment syndrome, compression, fluid balance, electrolytes. What is it? What is it? Gangrene. Compartment syndrome, compression, fluid, electrolytes, gangrene, compartment syndrome, compression, fluid, electrolytes, gangrene, compartment syndrome, compression, fluids, bladder, his bladder. We've been hydrating him and hydrating him for over four hours now. If we don't get a catheter in him quick, his bladder's gonna explode. His blood? He's going to explode. His blood is going, going to explode. explode. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Slurpy, slurpy. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Boyan's meant. Clink, 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 Splash. Slurp, splash. His, His blood, blood is, is going, going to explode. explode. <laughs> it's such a perfect scene. It's absolutely perfect. No notes. Like, obviously, <laughs> the water is, like, related thematically. Like, it it triggers her. Eventually, she, it like, it, like, helps her remember. Like, but it also feels like, I feel like a lot of shows do this. And I always forget about this when I'm writing. But that's, like, a master class in it where it's, like, okay, this could be a boring conversation. Where or, they're, like... Yeah, they could all be slurping water while the same boring conversation is happening, and suddenly it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, we have to get this information out. But what if everyone's slurping right over that? <laughs> it's it, it's it such gives a the good scene, scene texture. It's so good. It's very. I texture. love that. I love that scene. I mean, I love that case. I love that whole episode. It just it's. I also miss. First of all, I love Callie. I forgot about. I love Callie. Yeah, I haven't spoken about her yet, and I just love her so much, and I love Sarah Ramirez. Sare Ramirez. Yes. Um, and, but what is that other doctor's name? I always forget. Erica Hahn. Erica Hahn. She really grew on me. Yeah. I like that actress. She's she's a huge bully to Christina when she starts, but then yeah. her stuff with Callie is amazing. It's so good. She just showed up in um an episode of The Act. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's perfect casting for her. I, I've spoken at length about how much I think that Brick Smith is really wonderful. She's so good. She plays best friend in... um. In her shoes. Oh, she that's right. She plays a victim 
the the senator's daughter in um, Silence of the Lambs. She's good. She's around. She's around. She books. She books. And I love her. Yeah, I really, truly love her. I just her. like love her face. She just, no yes. one looks like her. Like, no one looks like her. Her specific. voice is yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I just really, really like her. I love her. <laughs> you want to know a little bit of Triv? Yeah. All of these first three clips were from season four. <gasps> a golden age. A, the, a real golden era. Yeah. Okay. So my next clips, are two clips from one episode. Think about this. I'm going to say constantly when Demi Lovato can hear inside her body. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Demi Lovato, a schizophrenic or so we are told diagnosed comes into the hospital, having tried to claw her own eyes out. She needs to be in- institutionalized. She can't be stabilized. The meds aren't working. Why? I'll tell you why it's because she's been misdiagnosed. She has some type of hole in her inner ear that causes this crazy vertigo that causes her because of the hole. She can hear every single sound inside of her body and it made her go kind of nuts. They they fix the inner hole after it's been diagnosed by Karev and she's instantly better. Whether or not this medical condition A exists or B can be fixed that quickly or C, it doesn't cause like lasting psychosis because of the experience you've had of hearing everything inside your own body. I don't know. All I know is that every time my stomach gurgles, mm. I'm like, what if I heard that from the inside? Yeah. And, it, like, and I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole. Like, am I hearing my farts on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Think it's bad being in the fart basement. What if you could hear your farts <laughs> from the inside? It's like your whole body is a fart basement. <laughs> and... Mine is. <laughs> and in a way, mine is. <laughs> Some bodies are temples. My body's a fart, a ba- fart basement. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, I have two clips from this episode. One where she gets diagnosed and one where they explain what's wrong with her because I just think both are too good. Hard to choose. And, and who would make me choose? Myself? <laughs> no, no. Forget it. I don't understand. You didn't find anything. I just feel like we're torturing her for no reason. Okay, Haley, we're gonna start now. And when I say now, I want you to pinch your nose and blow. Make sure you keep your eyes open, okay? Now. What's happening to her eyes? What's going on? just diagnosed her aha what the hell did you do to her i just diagnosed her imagine talking to a doctor that way can't can't absolutely what the hell did you just do to her (laughs) okay and then and then look at this it's called superior canal to syndrome it's a result of a small hole that developed in her inner ear it's rare and it's hard to diagnose the condition wasn't even written up until 1998 the noise sensitivity the sandpaper it's because Haley could hear everything going on inside her body and every sound outside was magnified that's why she couldn't sleep or eat she's not schizophrenic 
That's that whole scene. One thing that I think is absolutely awesome about it is it makes it seem like having schizophrenia is actually the worst thing that could possibly happen to you and like <laughs> and like thank god they're like don't worry don't she's worry. not a freak she's not a- she's a fart basement <laughs> don't worry she doesn't have a disease that 10 million other people have <laughs> that would suck <laughs> i understand what they're really trying to say is like you couldn't cure you you couldn't treat this she'd like all hope was lost and right. now i'm giving you hope but it is kind of funny that it's like She's not schizophrenic. The worst thing you could be. She has a hole in her inner ear. A fixable thing. Right. Uh, something that you can live with. It's she like, can be fixed. Yeah. She won't have to hear her farts anymore. <laughs> From the inside. From the inside. From the inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And your last clip is, I mean, I think just the number one. Did a lot of people say this? Yeah. A lot of people said it. The poll. Of course. I mean, how could you not? I think it would be a dream of mine just putting it out in the universe to like, be on a TV show where you just have like an insane like uh, prosthetic or like Mm -hmm. like I would love to just spend my day on a set with like a man with a fake pole going through us being like so where'd you go to school (laughs) you know yeah (sighs) the dream the dream yeah Um, I'm curious what part of this is like always on your mind? Like, you know, because obviously a pole piercing two people through yeah. the tummy. Through the tum tum. Through the tum tum. It's actually the medical word. It's a bum bummer. <laughs> through the tum tum is kind of, kind of a bit of a bum. It's a bum bummer. It's a bum bummer. But I, I'm wondering like what element of it sticks with you? Um, Well, I like am really scared of the idea of like being impaled is really scary to me. That's so weird. Yeah, I know. I'm like, (laughs) sorry, I'm like not like the other girls. Like, I think it's really scary to be impaled. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I, okay, but, but like in a way that goes beyond just like, oh, that looks like it would hurt. Like, I, I like think about being impaled. I like hate the idea of it. (laughs) I, when I was a kid, we went to Ripley's Believe It or Not. And we... (laughs) We, my family, <laughs> went to Ripley's, believe it or not. And there was like one room that was about like people that had survived crazy medical disasters. And one of them was a guy that had been in a car accident and a pole had gone through him and he survived. And I was like at just the right age where I was like, I'm going to fixate on this for literal ever. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been terrified at the idea of being impaled and that episode really played out some of my biggest fears yeah and also the like sophie's choice that they have at the end of like who they're gonna save is like absolutely horrifying to me yes well that's the clip you just you know you told me the poll and that's the clip that i chose because it also is the part that explains like medically why they have to do what they do and it's awful i think anything where it's like oh the injury itself is is keeping the blood inside Yes. Is really yes. any injury that's like keeping your organs or blood like plugging a hole. Right. They're like, we can't remove you from the car because like the car is like holding your heart together. It's really scary. Yes. One hundred percent. Don't pull the knife out. That's why you have to keep a knife in if you ever get starved. Yeah, if you get starved, <laughs> you do have to keep the narf in. Don't ever remove the narf. <laughs> Otherwise you'll dar. <laughs> you'll blurt out. <laughs> In one darn bite. <laughs> one darn bite. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, David did plug a hole of the orcas, <laughs> the orcas butt coming out because one bite it just yeah pl- plugged the butthole. Yeah, well, if you get eaten in one damn bite, then you can come out in one damn poop <laughs> <laughs> out of one damn asshole. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking through that orca shit for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's somewhere in He's here. In here. <laughs> okay, now let's watch a person die. <laughs> I hope you find your mojo, Alex. I find you disturbing without it. Me too. Ow. This is hard because your body is in a certain amount of shock. It's preventing you from feeling pain, from feeling the extent of your injuries. Dr. Shepard. We have a metal pole cutting a path through our insides. I don't know about Tom here, but I didn't expect to walk out of here anytime soon, so... Whatever it is you have to say, just please, just say it. Okay, Bonnie. In order to operate on Mr. Maynard, we have to separate you two. In order to do that, we have to move you backwards off the pole. Can't just pull the pole out of both of us? Well, if we did that, you would both start bleeding very quickly. Too quickly. Right now, the pole is plugging the wounds. Once removed, the organs will shift. And there is a great deal of damage. So, if you move me, I'll die? We're going to do everything we can to no. No. If anybody has to go, it should be me. You just move out, Mr. Maynard. Mr. Maynard. Your injuries are less extensive. If we pull the pole from you as we operate around it, we have a better chance at repairing the damage. It's not right. It's not fair. Tom, it's not fair either way. Is, um, is my Danny, is, is he here yet? There are delays at the airport. Uh, the storm? We, we could wait, but the, the longer we do, the higher the risk of infection for... No, no, this is better. Danny, he wouldn't understand. I've had a couple of hours to, you know, process all of this, but if, if, if he had to see me, talk to me like this, I... Well, I just think it'd be too hard. Oof. She's really good. She does such a good job. Yeah. I I think it's just such an amazing episode. So good. It really is. And I forgot about Burke. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like Burke? I really liked him as a character. I just like, it was hard to separate what I knew about him as an actor yeah. and well, as a person, like from the character. You know, what's so weird is, is uh, Chris Murphy came on and we talked about Burke and we talked about, you know, uh, Burke being like, really important for Chris like as 
like from a representation perspective, but also just like loving him as a character and yeah. feeling so weird about Isaiah uh, Washington, just like, and that tension between those two things. But what's so weird is like the day after we recorded that, I saw that he's like part of that. Um, like I left the, the Democrat party, like movement. What? Of like, yeah. To become like, conservative yeah is he like a trump person i don't know if he's specifically a trump person but he's just someone who's like like the the liberal media has the rules are too strict they've driven people away like holly oh like God. i and i have to imagine that the way that he was like exiled from hollywood yeah, has he to was, relate to that he was canceled before there was a cancel culture yes so he's been totally. harboring this resentment forever and now it's happening to other people and he's like finding community in it. Yes. That mm -hmm. is so disappointing. He's just like a great actor and is so good on the show and that character is amazing and it sucks that he sucks so bad. <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. Ugh, Such a bummer. I really love that clip because it kind of describes like medically what's going on and that freaks me out. But also the other clip that I was thinking about using was when they're trying to figure out who has more extensive injuries and they ask um, them to like wiggle their toes. Oh, yeah. Because like she can't feel and anything. she's like, am I wiggling them? And Derek's like, you are. And she's like, yay me. I know. she's. That's the moment that you know that she's like doomed. Yeah. I feel like I really feel the saddest at characters that like are joking around with the doctors because I feel like that's totally me. Like anytime I'm sick and like have to go to the doctor for anything, I'm like, I'm like, sorry for wasting your time. Like, I'm yeah. going to put on a show. <laughs> and then, like, to die? <laughs> Can you, on top of all of that? Wait, this is a total tangent. But have I told you about the time I went to a city MD and the doctor asked me what I did for a living? And I was like, I'm, like, an actor. And he was like, do you have an agent? I think you did <laughs> tell me this. That makes me laugh every time I think about it. Do you yeah. have an agent? Oh, you don't? <laughs> come, come back when you do. I was like... Uh, do you need to like talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> I was really sick too when I went. <laughs> I was like, I'm extremely ill. Just give me like the flu medicine. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. It was very funny. That's so stupid. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Wait, so was that the number one case that people on Twitter said? Yes. Okay, so I, I have a list of, of things that came up a lot. Uh, and I want to just give them quick shout outs. And if you have any reactions, just okay. shout them out. I'll go. Number one, <gasps> 10 Judy dolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, was that the guy with them in his butt? Yeah, he swallows the Judy doll heads. And he likes the feeling of like the hair coming out of his asshole. Oh my God. I love that. Love that app. Love that case. I wouldn't say that that, that sticks with me in like a, in like a physically upsetting way, but I do. Right. I love it as a plot. Yeah. It's very funny. Yes. Okay. This one, this one, I, I certainly don't blame people for, for getting hooked on, <laughs> mentally hooked on this <laughs> image. Uh, the IUD that gets stuck on the penis piercing. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That, the imagery of that, yeah, that, I don't have an IUD. Neither fun, do I. fun detail. Not to brag. But if, and I hate to brag, but I don't have an IUD. <laughs> I've just been, you know, taking fucking pills for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I had an IUD, I would think about it every time I had sex, which would suck yeah, for me. Shortly. Even though, you know, and I hate to like share personal information, but I haven't had sex with anyone with a penis piercing. <laughs> That would, I think, especially worry me. You know, I would really not be able to get it out of my head if I was yeah. an, had an IUD and was 
and was having sex with someone totally. with a penis piercing. And, and I think that that's fair. I, I, I don't think that anyone could attack me for, yeah. An IUD is kind of like a uterus piercing. That's so true. It's like a cervix tail. A cervix tail. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So we are doctors. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss's mother whose muscles are turning into bone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. That, that's something that, stick, that sticks with me, but more the dollhouse stuff. The adult woman being like, mother, we have to complete our dollhouse. Oh, that's right. I was right. like, yeah, the Scientology is jumping out on this one. Yes, here it is. <laughs> I forgot about that episode. Uh, okay. This is one that I added, uh, but I didn't want to show a clip. The guy who sawed off his own foot. Oh, okay. That is my second. Yes. I think about that constantly. The guy who's like, my foot is haunted. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. This foot is not me. My, my foot is haunted. And they're like, sir? It's Halloween. Yeah. And then he literally takes a chainsaw because there's a chainsaw. From the pumpkin, pumpkin eating guy. Yeah. Pumpkin eating. <laughs> the pumpkin, pumpkin eating carving contest. Pumpkin and he cuts off his own foot. And you never find out why he right. cut off his foot. Wait. So that's another episode that I saw in college and was like one of the greatest episodes that I had seen. Yeah. Which honestly, the fact that it's such a gory episode might be part of the reason why I didn't watch the show. Regularly. Yeah, that's a particularly gruesome one. But also I'm convinced that I have restless leg syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah. Syndrome. And sometimes I get it really bad on planes or like in concerts when I have to sit for a long time. And I think part of what's so disturbing to me about that episode is I 100% relate to that feeling. Of your foot not being your foot? Like, not that it's not my foot, but I've had times where my foot feels so restless and I can't stop moving it that I've been like, what if it was just not on my leg? Mm. <laughs> wow. That's haunting. Yeah. I would never cut it off, though. That's I good. literally need don't, it. And please don't. Yeah, I won't. I mean, I'll try. <laughs> I literally need it. I literally need that foot. Um, okay. Last one. One that I would have totally forgotten about. And then someone said it on Twitter and I was like, holy shit. Thank God for Twitter. The guy who has... And I always say that. Thank, Thank God, God for, for Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. The guy. Okay. The guy who has the runny nose and it's just like a cold that won't go away. And then it's brain matter. Yes. <laughs> leaking which, out of his nose. Re- which I recently read an article about that being true about somebody. That's great. That, I love that. I can't That's really good where, for me to know. It was very recent. And I can't remember where I read it, but it was like a woman who for years couldn't get rid of this like nasal drip. And then she found out it was her brain. I hate that. Yeah, I really hate that. What I what I found kind of stunning about that episode is that the the brain matter is very pretty. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Iridescent. It's beautiful. And then oh and then I'm like, oh yeah. There are so many reasons to like be scared of your body at all times. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. There there those are the ones I had written down. But people are also talking about yeah, tree hands, warts. Mm-hmm. There are some like episodes that are just about like um old people yeah like obviously it's sad when young people die but there are some that are about like old people dying and like their partners being left alone after like a hundred years that's like awful that like makes me i don't know it somehow like packs up a harder punch than other episodes yeah i think we're gonna have to do an episode at some point that's like about like the like not like tragedies but just like some of the most like devastating episodes because yeah the man who then tries to give uh chest compressions to his wife after she like has signed a dnr and she's passing oh, yeah. away and then Becomes he needs the... oxygen because he's old that oh. that actually is bad for me Ugh. oh it's okay. so sad i have to stop thinking about that okay moving um, on <laughs> moving on to sean the logs yes do you want to go first or second do you have any i'll go second so i can hear how it's done because okay. i 
haven't been listening because I don't want to hear spoilers. Yeah, which I mean, of course. <laughs> I can't wait. I feel like I pr- will be all caught up and ready to listen from the beginning in a week. <laughs> How <laughs> long you, does it take? Do you think you're going to make it all the way to the end or do you think that you're going to kind of take take No, I'm going to make it all the way to the end. I'm so proud of I've you. I've truly never given up on any shows except for The West Wing. Sorry. Yeah. No. Too many men. Too many men. <laughs> doesn't age well it really doesn't if you watched it earlier and then you go back you can definitely watch it but if you've never seen it before and you start watching it now it, like it's it has it's, so many problems it's it's rough yeah branson branson had had seen it before and was like oh you've never seen it you would love it and we started watching it and i was like this nope. sucks for me and he was like oh yeah it does like you know yeah, it's like when you when you've seen episodes you've seen before you're not like thinking about it like that but then when he was watching it with me he was like yeah we can't do this <laughs> That's nice of him to yeah. recognize that it hasn't aged well. You know what we started watching? The Sopranos for the very first time. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Okay. We watched like six episodes in a day. It's so good. Wow. It, it's like a period piece now. It's like, right. you know, like the 90s. It's like, it's so, it's so like out of a time. Yeah. Uh, which is so bizarre because I remember growing up and my parents watching it, but like, yep. yep. I fucking am loving it. Dang. I've been really wanting to rewatch Six Feet Under. Never seen it. Ooh, that's a good show. I, w- I know I would love it. I like Alan Ball. And it's very morbid. And I love that. You love... And I love You that. love a dark show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are there any big orcas? <laughs> Probably. Don't tell me. There Don't are. There me. is like a crazy death at the beginning of every episode, and that's something that's really fun about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I need to watch the that cold, Every single cold open is a stranger dying in a crazy in way. In one damn and, bite. And, uh, it's always a stranger dying in one damn bite, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I f- pulled up the playlist and I don't have any plans. I'm just going to kind of see where the music take me. <laughs> it was just a day at the museum. And we were going because there was an exhibit that we liked rocks. And I know how that sounds. We just like to go look at the rocks and hold them and feel something old, you know? But then at the last minute, we decided to go look at this big orca exhibit. I've kept what happened that day to myself for a long time. Because it was just a day at the museum. And that's the thing about those kind of days. You start them thinking that they're going to go one way, but you don't really have any control. There are two me's. There's the me before I watched a friend get eaten in a bite. And there's the meat after I saw a friend eaten in one damn bite. And I wish you could have met that first me because she was fun. And she liked rocks. And she loved to be with people. She loved to just have a day at the museum because what can go wrong? But I don't think that she's ever coming back. And what I saw the teeth that big the big old chomp 
well, that's on me. And that's something that I have to apologize for. So you can ask me to go to the museum and I can go with you, but it's not going to be the way that it was before. I'm not going to be able to just look at a rock and have that be okay. So yeah, I'll go to the museum, but it's the new me going. <laughs> and the new me is kind of scared. Is that perfect? <laughs> Wow. I loved that. I really felt that. Thank You're you. like a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a regular Shiley Lee. <laughs> wow. You're a Shiley Lee. I tried to really channel chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a real chocolate. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? We shouldn't be making fun of this white name. <laughs> it's so rude. It's really rude. It's really rude. Wait. Can I? I can do any character. Like you can, do, you can do a character from Grey's. You can do yourself. You can do something real in your life. You can do something fake. Okay, you great. can do a moment. Yeah, you can do anything okay. you want. Because I'm just like feeling like I want to be a patient. Yes. <gasps> I have, yes, you got to be a patient. Oh my gosh. Yes, we completely underutilize that on the show. Okay, okay, wow. I'm so ready. Let's see. For you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is really good. God, I mean... Yesterday, all I was worried about was who was going to ask me to prom. And I hoped it would be Chuck, but I didn't know if it would. And I was just hoping and praying that he would walk up to me and say, will you go to prom with me? And that was all that was on my mind. My life was so simple. And today, Chuck is dead. And so is everyone from my school and my whole family. And we all died because a bunch of spikes rained down from the sky. And now my butt is full of spikes. And if you remove even one spike, I will die <laughs> because the poop <laughs> will come into my skin and poison my blood. And now all I keep thinking is that I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back and just be worried about the prom and who was going to ask me and whether Chuck knew my name and what was I going to wear and was I going to lose my virginity on prom night or the next day at the beach. <laughs> and now I have just an ass full of spikes and my poop is going to kill me. <laughs> and... Chuck <laughs> Chuck is dead because when the spikes came down I fell on him <laughs> and that's how he died so yes I want the surgery I want you to give me the surgery to remove the spikes and I want you to give me every surgery in the book take my spleen sew my arms to my sides <laughs> Remove my eyes, put my nose somewhere else, 
just give me all the surgeries you've got because Chuck might be dead, but someday somebody else will ask me to a prom. Maybe when I'm old and I'm going to an old prom for some reason, (laughs) but I want to be around to see that prom. Thank you. Oh my God. An old prom. You could go to an old prom. My favorite line in that was, and now Chuck is dead. (laughs) And everyone from my school is dead. (laughs) And my whole family is dead. Bummer. Could you follow what happened in that? Like, yes, it was a major accident. There were a ton of spikes that rained from the sky. And some the spikes, the spikes killed some people. Mm -hmm. The spikes got in your ass and your ass fell on Chuck and you stabbed Chuck to death with your ass spikes. Because crystal clear. Right. Because I feel like that happens all the time where they're like, there was a giant bus accident. But Uh then it's like, oh, this man died because his wife fell on him. (laughs) (laughs) Cause of death. His big wife fell on him. (laughs) His wife's fat fucking ass (laughs) fell on him in one big bite. In one big bite. Oh, my gosh. Rachel, this is the most fun night I've ever had. This is the best night of my life. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Um, in my grave. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, they can find me on Twitter.com. Mm. Uh, they can find me on Instagram.com. <gasps> they can find me at UnionHall.com. Ooh. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that covers it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.